carbon emissions. In our day and age, we can barely travel to and from work or school without leaving an impact from using emissions. Originally, it took 17,000 years for the ppm, or parts per million, which is what people use to measure the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, to go from 200 ppm to 300 ppm. After that, it only took another 100 years for it to grow from 300 ppm to 400 ppm. Our world was warming, and people were scrambling for a solution. So, in 2016, the Paris Climate Agreement was drafted and signed by 197 countries to unite and focus the world more on fighting against climate change. But the public didn't seem to act any different. People still weren't seeing the impact that we have on our globe. Our use of emissions has a direct effect on our environment. Carbon emissions are scientifically proven to cause temperatures to rise, which can create a higher risk of wildfires such as the more recent ones. In 2018, the California fires ended up killing 44 people and burning over 1.5 million acres of land. And even worse, in late 2019, early 2020, Australia fought through one of the worst fires in the world's history, burning over 27 million acres of land. Later on, Millions of dollars were poured into helping the firefighters fight the fires in Australia, and people even started full-fledged campaigns to help replant the trees. Oh, I forgot to mention, over one billion animals died in the Australia fires. So, where are the million-dollar campaigns for those animals? Hi, I'm Cindy Delore. And on today's episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about biodiversity and why we owe it everything. So, what is biodiversity? Well, by definition, it's a variety of life in the world or in a particular habitat or ecosystem. Or, more plainly, all forms of life and how they survive and are connected. We owe a lot of our survival to the help we get from animals in the environment. When a species dies, it could cause catastrophic consequences, such as collapsing an entire food web of animals, which could lead to the destruction of an ecosystem. When important species go extinct, they affect us also, such as pollinators like bees and wasps, which are very essential to our environment as they pollinate our crops. Did you know that a sloth's fur acts as its own kind of habitat, and people have found a fungi that could potentially help cure cancer? Yeah, me neither. Another example is when temperatures drastically change, animals might be forced to leave their niche, which is a location which meets the physical and biological needs of a species. And it can cause disruptions in the fabric of that ecosystem, and possibly others too. But in today's day and age, we are going through something scientists describe as a mass extinction. This is when a huge amount of species dies in a short period of time, drastically affecting biodiversity. These extinctions have happened in the past, but this is the first one that is much more drastic and that humans are directly contributing to. And to be honest, I didn't realize how much we depended on our environment until the topic of biodiversity came up in my biology class recently. So, 
In an effort to find out why the topic of biodiversity is more unknown to people, I did an interview with my biology teacher to get her opinion. So why do you feel that it is important to talk about biodiversity in your class? I think that most people don't realize that biodiversity has value to humans. So a lot of people don't know that a lot of medicines originate from organisms in the wild. Uh, they don't necessarily think about where all of our food has come from. So people just have like a, a, a lack of connection to, to how it benefits us. So I think it's important to talk about. And why do you think there is that lack of connection? Oh, gosh. I mean, for my students, they, they probably just haven't gotten there yet, right? Like, they just haven't learned it yet. Because um, ecology is a complex topic, and though you might learn some ecological concepts from the time you're in elementary school, you don't necessarily learn the connection of biodiversity. Like, you know, like you learn about polar bears and whales and all these things, but... Um, and then, you know, like plants, and you'll learn about like carnivorous plants versus others, and it seems all very cool, but I don't know that the connection to uh, our lives is, is really emphasized in the younger grades. What about in the older generation? Because when I was talking to maybe my parents about some of the stuff, they didn't even know that it existed or how much it really affected us. Yeah, so maybe the same thing. Like maybe they just, um, they didn't learn it, or, you know, I, I, I can't really assume that everything they remember in school like with my students, they're going to remember, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it, it was a topic and then it just didn't come up. Also, um, I mean, you don't hear about it much, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, maybe I do because I'm following certain organizations on social media sites, but <laughs> most people are not doing what I'm doing um, in terms of who they follow. So if it is not being publicly spoken about, then, you know, like why would anybody be paying attention to it? Mm -hmm. Like what my biology teacher said, the massive extinction due to the destruction of biodiversity is not widely talked about these days anywhere. When looking at the topics talked about in the recent presidential debates, there is a significant lack of discussion about what the next president could do to stop these mass extinctions. Even at my own school, we ourselves contribute to the destruction of biodiversity. I talked to my biology teacher about this also. directly if we're talking about things like on campus that we do or don't do <clears throat> we don't we don't plant natives here by not planting native species you run the risk of introducing species that can become invasive and then you're also not providing a habitat or a source of food for organisms that would naturally be able to live in this area um, so that along with the fact that we use herbicides around campus uh, so you know to kill weeds um, but that can also be bad for any native plants that might be trying to grow because mm -hmm. the herbicide is not specific to the plant so I'd say like those are the two most direct ways as you can see each and every one of us contribute to the destruction of biodiversity it's a problem that will only get worse with time if we don't act now. The biggest thing that you can do to help is educate yourselves. Research biodiversity and share that information with your friends, your families, your neighbors, everyone. As a young adult, 
I often feel my generation's future task of restoring biodiversity to be daunting, and I can often feel like I can make no change. But by making this podcast and talking to you about the importance that biodiversity has in our lives, then, well, I feel like I contributed to solving this problem, even if it's just a little bit. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you feel a little more educated about the importance of the world around you. And if you listen to the end of this, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. The only way that we can do this is together.